welcome to Two Boomer Women. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. I've been talking with Boomer women for almost a decade now. (laughs) Well, I guess I've been talking to Boomer women all my adult life. Uh, Reinventing myself several times along the way, though, but always focused on us, Boomer women. With this incarnation of Two Boomer Women, I'll be interviewing other women who have a message of interest for our demographic. If you want to hear about or learn about something specific, let me know and I'll find someone who understands us to talk about it. There's a contact page at twoboomerwomen.com. If you want to be a guest on Two Boomer Women, bring it on. There's an application form at the website, too. Finally, this show is all about conversation. We women know its value. We know how to do it and we must perpetuate the art form. So, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Two Boomer Women Podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. Before we get started today, I know some of you are acquainted with my dog, who lets her opinion be known on occasion while we're recording. Well, today there's a stump grinder working right outside my office. So if there's a bit of a hum while I'm talking, I do apologize. While my guest is talking, I can delete the background noise, but if it's me, it's like we're stuck with it. Now to get started. Most of this year, my guests have been quite a variety of people with quite a variety of subjects of interest. But since I returned from my summer hiatus at the beginning of August, my guests have had one important thing in common. Ideas for those of you who have decided that your 9 to 5 really isn't making you happy or keeping you fulfilled, stimulated anymore. Now, whether it's a toxic workplace or an ageist workplace or a workplace that just doesn't excite you or interest you anymore, it's a common thread amongst many boomer women who are still gainfully employed. This week, my guest has another thought for you. And it's a thought that many of you might find interesting. Sharon Dyer, welcome to the Two Boomer Women podcast. Thank you. Hello, Agnes. This is great. Now, Sharon, I read your bio on your website, and it's an interesting one. Teacher, computers, healthcare, transportation, scuba diving, and then the one thing that really caught my eye, a certified barefoot consultant. I'm going to let you introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, I'm happy to do that. So, well, I'm a boomer myself, and um, I've had a number of different careers. Through all of them, I came to realize that teaching was something that I really loved to do. And my first job after college was teaching. And so uh, the Barefoot Consultants comes in as I got older and, you know, I'd had a number of careers and I went worked at a hospital in computers, became a business analyst, worked in the transportation business, and then, you know, got older and I actually broke my kneecap, which laid me up for a while and I was working. So I got to work remote. And an opportunity came in from someone I had met at a conference, and they helped boomers like me to find things that they could do later in life, you know, when they didn't want their regular job, their career. So, and he was, his company is called Barefoot Consultants. Well, he offered a coach a coach training program where we train other coaches to help boomers do the same thing that I do, help them find ways to use their skills, their interests, their wonderful experience from a lifetime 
to find what they'd like to do to bring joy into the next chapter of their life. Well, I'm still going to assume that by barefoot, barefoot consultants that you're actually the the office I'm looking at right now, because our listeners know that we see each other, is just a backdrop. And you're actually on the beach in the Dominican with our friend Judith. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> barefoot. <laughs> but today, no. But I have multiple trips planned for the rest of the year since this is my home office and so work at home most of the time, but I can take my laptop with me when we go on vacation and I can work a few hours. I can help people and coach them to do the same thing while I'm on the beach or I'm up in Sedona enjoying the peace and the quiet and the cool and the red rocks or wherever my husband and I might want to go. So it's portable and comes with me. And and what better example for our listeners uh, as we get into today's into today's discussion? I'm going to jump right in because I've read your five point coaching program, your ebook. Talk to us about risk and mistakes. Okay, well, that's something really interesting, and I think we all um, hit that at some point in our life when we stopped ourselves from doing something because we said, "Oh, it's too risky. I can't do that." And so we may look back on that and say, wow, I missed an opportunity. When we see that if I had taken that risk, maybe it wasn't as risky and I could have done more. So I know I've done it, but what I've learned is that taking chances are part of life. And when we want to change something, uh, we need to take a good look at what we're really willing to risk and then not willing to risk. And so when we do that and we look at both sides of it, then sometimes what we might think was a mistake really was something we learned from and made us better. And the next time we do something and take what we think might be a risk or we see an opportunity, we're more able to do it because we look at what we did. We took a chance and now, oh, wow, I can do that. And it just, you have more confidence So we need to consider where do we focus most of our time? Uh, Is it um, taking a chance to make things better or is it spending our time worrying about, wow, I might make a mistake and just staying where we are in place flat? I I know sometimes when I've got a decision to make uh, and even if friends come to me with, you know, what do you think? I try to look at like, what's the worst possible scenario if you take that chance or you take the risk? And often it's just that nothing changes. So, so does looking at it that way sometimes come into play with, with what you do? Oh, absolutely. Because people are oftentimes, you know, change is hard. Whenever we look at changing something, it's like, well, will it actually be better? Or is the status quo? Am I okay staying where I am? And so it's a kind of a, it's an attitude thing. It's a mindset that says, will, what is, I love that Agnes, what is the worst thing that could happen if I don't do this? And most of the time, the worst thing that could happen is, is like, well, I can deal with that. I can move ahead with that. So it gives you that confidence when you look at it that way to say, well, let's take the step. Let's make that change. And wow, when you take that, even if it's a teeny tiny step, 
it makes life better. And you go, oh, if I could do that one step, I can do the next one. And you really start to bloom and it opens things up. And so that's what I try and help clients with is look at what you're doing, look at what you can do, what you have done, but look at it a little differently. And I just had a coach recently say, you know, it, it's great to look at what's the worst possible scenario, what's the best possible scenario. So uh, yeah, it's the, the two things. Now, like most of our life, our attitude is paramount. And how does that relate to our ability to take chances? Well, um, when I think about that, our attitude is really important. And when we have a I can attitude, and it reminds me of the children's book, The Little Engine That Can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And he did it when we look at the end of that book. So when we have that and we take that step towards achieving something that we wanted to do, our attitude is everything. It makes it so much easier to go ahead and do it. But when we have that negative attitude, it holds us back and it just brings this energy around us that's like a black cloud. But when we say, I can, that attitude change, just those words open it up and it's like, oh, it lets some light in through the clouds. It opens things up and you go, wow, I can do it just because you said you could and you took that step. So, so perhaps even if you put, you know, just speaking of the little engine, you know, I think I can, or I hope I can, it's still opening up that door to the, the three-letter word, I can. <laughs> exactly. And I would, uh, I would even change that, I think I can, I think I can, and take the hope or the think out of it and go, I can, because that's a much more powerful message when we really look at the words and think about it. So when you take the maybe out of it and do the yes positive, it really puts it out there to anyone that's listening and including your internal self to go, oh, yes, I can. Good point. Yeah, because I, I know there's been times in my life where it's it's like I think I can. But as soon as you're saying I think or I hope, there's still that little foot on the brake. And as you say, putting it out to the world, some of my biggest moves, if I've been nervous, I've put them out to the world. And then it's like, oh, dear, I've got to do it now. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. Now, I must admit, I had a chuckle with your exercise called That's Just Crazy. I'm not going to divulge what I personally would never do. But out of the 25 activities on your list, there was only one thing I absolutely wouldn't do. There were two more that I would only do as a last resort. And, you know, I've got to admit, there's two more that (laughs) if I did them, people around me might prefer that I hadn't. But (laughs) what does that exercise tell you about me? Or, Or should it tell me something about me? Well... With only a few out of 25 that you absolutely wouldn't do, uh, it tells me you're comfortable trying different things and willing to take a chance and, and maybe find something new that you never thought you would do, you know, so you, you've actually taken that leap. Um, and with only two things that you do only as a last resort, 
that really let me know that you're open to seeing things from a different perspective. So when you do that kind of an exercise, it looks at you consider the outcomes and then you go, well, I'm going to make a decision, but I've thought about it and I'm willing to be open to the possibilities and maybe, maybe it'll be fun. Maybe it's something crazy, but boy, I might have a good time at it. Um, And then, ah, there's always going to be that. I would never do that. But you thought about it and you made great decisions. So it it really opened you up to making thoughtful decisions. Well, I'll digress a moment and say you're giving me far too much credit because (laughs) one of the, I think there's, I can't remember the exact wording, but it's like, is it jumping off a high ledge or a cliff into the water? And and I was thinking of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's like when the posse's coming with you, get with guns blazing, and there is no other option. That's when I would jump. Other than that, now not even going to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that analogy. That that's absolutely right. And um, you know, when I think about that, it's like looking at those folks and you know the cliffs in Acapulco when they jump oh, off, yeah. and you're going, oh my gosh. But then you look at him, you go, wow, that looks like it could be fun. But I probably would not do that unless I was being chased like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> and I think by mentioning Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, I think we've both just given our age away. But... <laughs> uh, yes. What well, we did is that we are boomers. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, we're having far too much fun here. I'm going to loop back now around to a boomer wanting or needing to make a change in this case today, a change in their employment situation. Can you discuss our threshold for risk or taking chances and why that's important when it comes to making changes in our employment? First, because we're, we've been at our current job for like 25 years or more. And second of all, because we're 60-ish. You know, do, do we get more risk averse as we get older? I think sometimes we do. And that's where um, it's important to stop and think about, and this is what I try and help people do, is understand that there is support out there and there's help for us to move forward and make a change. But we need to think about saying yes in our own lives and saying, taking chances. It can be as simple as just a change in your perspective, especially from the employment. When COVID came around, you know, we were forced to stay at home more. And so a lot of folks that had a job, you know, then they got to start working remotely. And I think one of the things that's happened through this is those of us that are 60-ish have a lot of skills and a lot of experience. And um, employers were starting to realize that those are the folks I can depend on. Those are the people that have a work ethic. They know And they can get these jobs done for me and I can rely on them, even though they're not here physically in the office anymore. So that lets people start to know that I can do something outside of an office, outside of being employed there. If I can do it for somebody else, maybe I can do it more on my own and find other ways that I can use those skills. So both on the employer side and on the our side as saying, well, maybe I don't want to work at a regular job anymore. We have opportunities and it's a change in perspective. And I think that being in a job or a career for 25 plus years, 
we have gained a lot of knowledge, a lot of skills, a lot of experience in many different facets of life that um, we can use in, uh, in new ways. I mentioned um, in a, an episode recently about how I had a coach for a while who she would do it, especially in, in December, but I started doing it throughout the year is listing all the things you are learning, have learned, can do, did do, you know, that, that all add to the skill sets. Exactly like you say, it's so easy to either sell ourselves short or just plain old forget or not give credit where credit is due. You know, we just get used to adapting often at our age. And, and as you say, boy, however many years, possibly 40 years in the workplace, boy, the skills are just huge. Oh, the, the number of skills and the number of things that we forget. Um, and that's something that I do uh, help people with is remind them to look at not their title that they had in their career or their work life or any of their titles, but think about the things you did, the people you worked with. How did you communicate with them? How did you, uh, you know, did you have to read reports? Did you have to make reports? Did you have to get up in front and speak to people? Did you have to make presentations? And most of the time people forget that that because it wasn't in their job title or part of their job description. It's just what they did. They forget that there's a lot of skill involved in that and a lot of things and experience that they can share. This is totally going sideways here, but are those the things that are called your soft skills, like your ability to communicate your ability? Those are, those are a lot of soft skills. And I think people forget about the soft skills and they forget about the hard skills that they didn't think about. Like um, when I say presentations, they had to create PowerPoint presentations. Not everybody is good at that, but they may have done that. They never thought about it, but they had to do it hundreds of times for things they had to do in their job. And then they had to present those or they had to come up with outlines or they had to write some policy or procedure or they had to uh, help in proofing it or working with it. So it's like, wow, you did that? And they go, yeah, I've done that. And they never think about some of those hard skills that they actually have because it wasn't something that was up in the forefront. You know, when when you're an administrative assistant, you think more of the hard skills that you have, but you forget sometimes the soft skills that you also have. So there's, there's both sides that everybody needs to look at. Yeah. This is great. (laughs) I feel like with you and some of the other guests I've had on recently, um, I'm getting a pre-coaching session, so so thank you. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, just all those insights that uh, the little lights come on in my head. It's great. Now, I know you're working on adding other credentials, more credentials to your CV, but currently you coach on freelancing. And in our chat before hitting the record button, I was really surprised at how many options there are to freelance. Please tell our listeners more about freelancing and how you make them a more successful prospect in that domain. Okay, well, freelancing is just a way to take 
what we've been talking about, the skills, the interest, your knowledge, your experience from your work career, from your life experiences, and invite a service that others need. Of thinking about how can I offer what I know I know need to do, translated in providing the service. So let's say there's a there's many businesses out there now that need help in creating a presentation, or they need help with training their staff. Well, if you have experience in any education or having done that with sales teams, you know how to work with those types of things. You know how to communicate and talk about that. So you could offer that service as a freelance option and clients would come to you and you see a job out there. You go, well, I can do that. And you can help their team or proof proofreading is something or writing articles. Let's say you're a gardener and you love gardening. That's not something you did in your career, but you probably know an awful lot about how to grow the plants, what's the best season, what's the time. Well, there's a lot of websites and little small companies out there. They might want information like that to share with their readers, and they can come to you because you have that expertise in that area, but you're also able to communicate it. And so you make a connection. So what I help clients do is to say, what have you done? What are those soft skills? What are those hard skills that you have? What are your interests? And let's marry them and let's figure out how to look for jobs on these freelance platforms. So I help them create a profile that highlights their skills and also makes them stand out and then train them to How do I look for the best jobs that I can connect with? Because there's hundreds, millions of jobs out there, thousands. But what are the ones that I know I would like to do? Because what I try and help people with is do something you love to do, not just because it's a job. It's not a job. It's doing something you love. And then how to find those clients that are the good ones to work with. And that way you can build a flexible income freelancing that you can take anywhere because you're going to pick the jobs, pick the how much you want to work and pick the clients you want to work with. And that's what I help people do is take their skills and use them in a different way. Two thoughts come to mind is, first of all, you've just created a whole crew of barefoot freelancers. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I, I don't know about our listeners, but it would never have occurred to me to say, okay, yeah, I can do, you know, I know how to do PowerPoints. I know how to do these. I knew how to do that. But, you know, oh my God, I love growing roses or whatever, carrots and, and marrying the two. Cause maybe that would come in handy for someone to do a presentation of, you know, how to trim rose. I don't know. I don't think about roses. (laughs) Well, that's a, that's a great thing because there is a, a, a woman and she came to us as a client And she was like, you know, well, I've done this and that in my career, but her family had raised beagles for years. So she knew everything about raising beagles and their pedigree and everything. Well, she makes an income now writing articles, blog articles, and adding information for sites where they're looking for something about animals and someone that has knowledge on beagles. So she took something that she loved, knew how to do, and turned it into something different. 
And so it's marrying those two. It's like making people understand, come to that understanding that just because I know how to make a PowerPoint presentation to do for my job doesn't mean that I can't do it for somebody else, and especially on a topic that I love. Great example. And I can just feel all of our listeners running off to start <laughs> looking for options to freelance. <laughs> okay, the magic question. Is there anything I haven't asked? Oh, I should quit clapping right in front of my microphone. Is there anything I haven't asked you about how you would help boomers create an online portable income? Well, I think the, the first step is to say, yes, I can do it. And to, to start thinking about what I have is a connection worksheet that is the first step that I do with all clients. And it's a brainstorm activity where they just list all the things they've done in their career, all the skills they think they have. And then they go and talk to family and friends and say, um, what am I, what do you think I'm good at? Because you'll often get different insights. And then, well, what is it that I love to do? And it's just a brain dump everything you can think about yourself and your career. And then you go back and you go highlight what are the things that light me up? So that's the first step is to just start thinking about it and then going and saying, well, there's a lot of freelance platforms out there. And so I train on a particular one Upwork because that's one of the largest ones out there um, with thousands of jobs and clients. And it's always growing. Uh, And that teaches you how You can set up your profile, how you can find jobs, how do you write proposals and those steps. And if you take those steps, step by step, you can become a freelancer. I'm really glad you've mentioned profile a few times, because in a past life, I've actually checked out some of the freelancing sites and never proceeded because it's like, oh, you know, I don't have the skills. I, I can't do this. You know, it's always the negative, maybe that's me. I'm just teaching you more about me. <laughs> but but what you're doing is just, yeah, amazing. So where, where do listeners find you? Um, they can find me at freelancersuccesscoach.com. Okay, I will put that note in the show notes for sure. This has been amazing. <laughs> uh, and listeners, I hope you are as motivated by today's chat with Sharon as I am. Check out Sharon's website. Um, and really check out that freelancing option. It is such a good option to get you out of your current nine to five or supplement. I mean, correct me, Sharon, but supplement your income if you've if you've already left, if you've already retired. Uh, we have uh, many people may still be working, but they know they're looking t- to transition out of that. And or a lot of people may want, you know, to move and live in a different country, live someplace else. So we recommend. You can start it small. You start small, you get established, you learn the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs. You start creating it, you get some credibility, and then you're ready to make that transition and you can choose to do it part-time or you can choose to do it full-time. Some people like to be as busy as they can, just like they were in their career, and other people only want to work um, three or four hours a day. There's one woman that um, when we asked her, she says, well, I'm proofreading and I've got a set of clients and I make um, my M&M money. And we went, you make M&M money? M&Ms don't cost that much. What, what, what are you talking about? She says, oh, no, no. I'm just making sure that I work enough to have 
money for my massages and margaritas. <laughs> and that was her life was I volunteer, I do some work, I have my massages and margaritas. Oh, that's great. Okay. You just convinced like everybody that's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I personally know several women who say, oh, yeah, I'm going to retire. And then once they do that, and they realize that their pension incomes are not letting them even come close to the life they had, you know, that they suddenly go like, oh, I need to do something. So this, you know, instead of going back to another J-O-B, which is difficult, especially as we get older, this freelancing option just sounds like pure gold. It's, it certainly is. And, you know, it's not just easy. We all have to remember that anything that we do takes some time and takes a commitment, but it's very, very doable. And over our careers, we have so much we can offer out there in the world. Well, and as I mentioned, like having looked at those freelancing sites, it sounds like you're the the Midas touch in terms of making a profile shine. So once again, I'm just going to remind readers that, you know, if this sounds interesting, you want that profile to shine and Sharon's your your woman. Well, thank you, Agnes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if you have thoughts or comments about the episode today, leave them where you listen to podcasts, or you can go to twoboomerwomen.com forward slash join dash the dash conversation. And feel free to leave us stars. It helps us grow. Uh, If you're interested in being a guest on the Two Boomer Women podcast or know someone who would make a great guest, there is an application at the website, too. Uh, Don't forget, we're hoping for a male guest once a month for our Manly Monday series, too. Sharon Dyer, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing so much about a subject that is top of mind for so many boomers. Well, thank you, Agnes, for having me. It's been a pleasure and it's been fun. Yeah, it's great. And as I say, the the link to your website will definitely be in the show notes and at the website, because I profile all of our guests at the website listeners. Did you know that? I've never mentioned that before. So, uh, (laughs) well, thank you. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Thank you. Have a great rest of week. All right.